This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time for Nickel or Dime. Should you spend $500 or $1,000? Open up those wallets. We give you the answers on Nickel or Dime on BetQL Daily. All right, our host today is going to be Jay Kassan, our board op in the downtown Scores Studios of Chicago. Option one. $500 option two $1,000 doesn't mean you have to bet this much IRL as the kids say Horvat but it's just hey what, what would you rather do would you rather bet double on option two or uh, you know just one unit bet we'll call it one unit even though one unit it's not what I bet $500 uh Jake Hassan why don't you give us these topics I'm excited about this well there's one that I was very confused about but <laughs> but uh let, let's run down the list we've got uh six killer topics here yeah, I'll do my best here. Um, also, well, you'll be, you're an upgrade already, so. Oh, I appreciate that, Joe. And you know, good <laughs> job using IRL there. That was really that was really good. I'm proud of you for that one. Thank you. But first up, we have: Would you rather do 500 a nickel on Florida State to win it all at 40 to one, or dime 1,000 dollars on Ohio State at 22 to one? Oh, I went back and forth on this one. This is tough. So uh, the Knolls are 15th in Ken Palm. They're the tallest team in the nation. They're top 10 offensively, but defensively, not so much. They're just barely a top 50 team. And we've been ripping the Ohio State Buckeyes all year for their defense. But when you look at the metrics at the end of the season, they're still seventh in Ken Palm. They're still a two seed. They're a threat. Like, yeah, the defense stinks. 79th in the nation. But on the other side of the ball, they're top five, man. They're elite. And they went through that Big Ten gauntlet. They beat Illinois, Iowa, Michigan, Purdue. I just feel like on this show, we need to give Ohio State a little bit more credit instead of just hammering them for their poor defense. Valid point, but they're a quality team. However, when it comes down to this, since I am torn, I'm going to take the bet where I have to wager a smaller amount. And I would take Florida State at 40-1. to but it was close. I, I feel like we criticized the Buckeyes a little bit more than they deserve. Yeah, and a couple of weeks ago, I would have went with Ohio State. It looked like they could have been a number one seed. Same issues that I have with this team defensively. And then the final five minutes of games, they just really struggle to close out teams. And when you back them, it's tough to watch. Uh, you brought it up with Florida State. Not Florida State. Great defense. Not great defensively, but much better than Ohio State defensively. They could shoot the basketball. One thing with Florida State, I don't want to overreact to their ACC championship loss to Georgia Tech. A, because it made me a bunch of money on a future that I had on Georgia Tech. B, because it was pretty unfair when you think about the advantage that uh, Georgia Tech had in that game. The night before, in the semifinals, Georgia Tech 
They didn't have a game, obviously. Virginia had COVID issues, so they had 24 hours of rest. Meanwhile, um, Florida State was in a battle with North Carolina, a three-point game. So I don't want to overreact there. I'm with you. You know, again, two weeks ago, I probably would have taken Ohio State. Right now, I'm going to go with Florida State just because of the same thing, man. In the tournament, they could score the basketball. Um, so if it's going to be a fast-paced game, I like Ohio State. But if they slow things down defensively, I have concerns. And then them closing out opponents in the final five minutes, that's another concern I have with this team. So I'll go with Florida State as well. All right, this one, next one is similar to the first one, except it's the final four instead of to take the title. Mm-hmm. Nickel on Arkansas at plus 800 or a dime on Alabama at plus 400. All right, we're playing we're playing nickel or dime here on BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. You just heard the voice of our board op, Jake Hassan. He's the acting host today. Arkansas, eight to one to make the final four, or Bama, four to one to make the final four. Now, the big thing on the side of the Crimson is they are in the Michigan region. We all believe that Michigan's going to be going home, but the question is when are they going to be going home? So then the next highest seed is Alabama and I've and I'm hoping that my 80 to 1 futures ticket gives me a nice run here in the tournament. Now Arkansas has the profile of a team that can go deep. We're talking elite 8 good. Final 4 good. They're top 35 in both offense and defense. It is hard to win this many games in a row in the tournament. So I'm going to bet less. I'm going to say Arkansas. I I think them as a three seed, I'm probably going to have them going pretty far in most of my brackets. But I'll but I'll take uh, Arkansas eight to one, five hundred bucks on them. Man, it's just going to be so tough to beat Baylor. And I know everybody right now is out on Baylor. And when they came off the COVID layoff, like nobody's even like taking that into account. I feel like Baylor, the rust, or they didn't play a basketball game for about a month. You got Baylor, uh, Purdue. I think people are sleeping out in that region as well. You know, I'm kind of out. Villanova, obviously, without Colin Gillespie. I'm going to go with Alabama right here just because they are in the Michigan region if Livers is unable to go. Um, You know, Texas concerns me a little bit. And then even Florida State is a potential matchup. But the thing about Alabama that I like is what I said earlier. They could go on a 12-0 run while you take out the garbage. They could shoot the basketball. They're long. They're athletic. They defend. Herb Jones could score. He could facilitate. I think he'll be the best player in a lot of these tournament games. And, you know... I'm betting with my heart a little bit here. I'm not going to lie because I've kind of can't believe I'm saying this, become an Alabama fan, Joe, because I love Nate Oates, man. He's one of the best in college basketball right now. He's a, he might leave man, dude. I love the suits. I love him swearing at guys on the court. So I would go with Alabama. I'm back in Alabama. Moving to the NBA. Would you rather go 500 and nickel on the 76ers at 12 to one to win the NBA title? Or $1,000 a dime on the Clippers at plus 550. Mm, what is this? A Jake Galley question? Philadelphia 76ers at 12 to 1. Here, we know something about Philly. Now, yeah, you're probably going to have to take down Milwaukee and they're a threat, but you're chasing Brooklyn. And when you look at the outlook of the Western Conference, which team is the Clippers chasing? Which team are they chasing? I don't really know. The Lakers. We don't know. We maybe if Anthony Davis is healthy, we know that they're chasing them. Are they chasing Utah? Which Utah team are we going to see? The one that showed up over the last number of weeks here, or the one that was there throughout the first half of the season? Is Phoenix going to be in the mix? Uh, how about Denver? Are they going to turn around? Is Jokic going to continue to perform like this? 
There are just so many teams in the deep Western Conference. And you know what, Horvat? The team that Philadelphia is chasing in the Eastern Conference might be better than all of the teams in the West. So I, another one, flip a coin, and maybe I should say Sixers because the odds are better and I would have to bet less, and it's just about beating, for the most part, one team. But I'm going to go um, to the Western Conference. I'm going to take the Clippers because I do believe that if the Clippers wanted to have the second-best record or close to the best record in the West, they would have it. They're preparing for the postseason. Yeah, see, with the Sixers, my concerns are obviously the injury with Joel Embiid, and I assume he's going to be good to go in about a month here and ready to go for the playoffs. But it's like you said, in the East, man, you have Milwaukee, and they're starting to figure it out. Like, Milwaukee was struggling for a while, but they were also without Drew Holiday for 10 games, and in those games, they went 5-5. Five and five. Since he's come back, Giannis is on a tear, three straight triple doubles. He's playing like he wants the MVP, and they've been a much different basketball team. Philadelphia, really tough defensively. I have concerns about them on the road. And then even though, like you just said in the West, man, there's so much parody. I can make a case for three different teams to win it all. We're sleeping on Phoenix a little bit. The Clippers, I can't get that. I can't get that disaster that happened in the bubble out of my memory where Paul George just struggled again in the playoffs. And then if Anthony Davis is fully healthy, I'm not betting against LeBron in the West, man, LeBron and Anthony Davis and all those role players. So I would probably actually, you know what? I'm going to go to the East. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Ah, man, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Even though they've improved defensively, I don't think they could beat the Nets in a seven-game series. And I'm going to be honest, I don't think they could beat the Bucks in a seven-game series. I just think Chris Middleton, Giannis, and then Drew Holiday. And if Brooke Who Lopez, can't the Clippers beat in the West? Who can they not beat that you know? The Lakers. I, I No, no okay. that I know. I don't know that. The, okay, so last year, different situation in the bubble. The Clippers were not a bubble team. The Bucks were not a bubble team. Teams that were bubble teams, obviously the Phoenix Suns, even though they didn't make the playoffs. The Miami Heat, that was a team that was built and perfect for the bubble. What's your pick? All right. <laughs> me, I'll go Clippers. Give me the Clippers. It's All right, awful. moving on after that Horvat filibuster. <laughs> He was trying to, he was, he was letting you in. Like, he's like, okay, guys, here's my brain. Here's what's going on in my brain. Somebody help me make a decision. No, I just wanted to say neither. Damn it. Because I put so much money on the nets. That's all I could think about. Nobody's got you inside the mind of Ryan Horvat, a scary place to be Yes. moving on though. Would you rather do $500 on Charlotte money line tonight against Denver? Charlotte is plus two Oh five in the money line. Or would you rather go a thousand on Denver laying the points at minus six and a half? Hornets are hot, man. They've now won four consecutive games, like what they're building, and they're going to be building around Lamelo Ball for a very, very long time. M- MJ got it right eventually. Just needed to give him a decade or two, and he was he was going to figure things out. Uh, the Hornets are certainly doing that. However, Minnesota, Detroit, Toronto. With nobody available, Sacramento, Minnesota, Detroit, Toronto, Sacramento. Those are your four consecutive wins. In fact, before that, their last win was Sacramento. Those are four of the worst teams in the NBA. And on the other side, we've got Jokic playing like a man possessed right now. Uh, I don't like to lay six and a half at the NBA, but if I have to make a play in this game, I will take Denver minus six in the hook. Yeah, I think that'd probably be the right play, Denver at home. But you know what? I'll go opposite. I'm going to go with the Charlotte Hornets. They've been making me a lot of money. Also, why I love League Pass so much is because you fall in love with some of these teams that you were like, in preseason, I was like, the Hornets? 
Man, they're my favorite team to watch in the league, Joe. They're my favorite team in the association. Give me the Hornets, man. I'll go with them. I like what they're doing. Moving on once again, we have the Honda Classic coming up this weekend. So mm. ignoring Eli Hershkovich's typo in this line, would you rather go <laughs> $500 a nickel on Adam Scott at 22 to 1 to win the Honda Classic or a dime $1,000 on Sung JM at 12 to 1? What was the typo? He put 500 twice. Oh, he did. You're right. Okay, see, I didn't even catch that. Jake's on it this morning. You, you can't mess, mess with the Jake Hassan. Laser focus. He's ready for the Illini. Let's go. Oh, it's going to be tough on him when they bow out early. See, why'd you have to have the last <laughs> part? That was just so unnecessary. I didn't deserve that. Uh, Sanjay M, 12 to 1, won the event last year. It's very difficult to win back-to-back years. You will never, never catch me betting a golf outright on someone not named Tiger Woods at the odds of 12 to 1 in the field that we're dealing with now. So Adam Scott, 22 to 1, terrible form last six weeks, 48, 54, 38. And I've done it way too much in my life. A horrible experience is you have an outright on Adam Scott. He's live, like into the weekend. And then you just see the putting go, you know where, and, right. and th- the immediate reaction is I'm never, never betting on Adam Scott again. The, the real answer is neither. And we'll talk about some of the picks that we do like later on in the show. And with Teddy Greenstein, the real pick is neither, but if I had to, I'll take the bigger number in Adam Scott. Yeah, I'll go with Adam Scott as well. I mean, he did have three straight birdies before he went into the water on Saturday. I'm with you. Uh, neither for me, but yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Adam Scott. That's the cop out answer, but I'll just go with the better odds there, I guess. Let's move to baseball. A couple weeks out from opening day, would you rather go a nickel on Trevor Story at twenty five to one for the NL MVP, or a thousand dollars on Francisco Lindor at twelve to one? Hassan, did you come up with this question? I know you didn't. I did actually you? did not, but I am happy to see it. It's a terrible question. There, oh, yeah. There's only one right answer. <laughs> there, there's a clear-cut answer here. Yes. Right. It's a terrible question. I got to be honest. I understand what Eli's trying to do here. Okay, we'll find 25-1 to 1 and, and a 12-1 to 1 guy. So then if you bet 1,000 on the 12-1, to 1, 500 on 25-1, the payout's just about the same. But this is a terrible question. Yeah, the, Rocky, the Rockies are going to stink. Do you understand what Story has to do, even at Coors Field, for him to be in the conversation for MVP? His high mark for Fangraphs War is 5.9, high in his career. And now you're you're removing an Arenado from the lineup. They're trying to lose, man. There's no way he's going to be in the MVP conversation. Sorry to everyone listening on 1430 in Denver. Lindor, different situation. His high mark, 7.7 F war. That is MVP level stuff. He can get back there. Uh, Storyline, if the Mets are good, the writers, the voters will be backing Lindor. That's the play. Yeah, with all due respect to our friends at Points Bet, I'll give you 30 to 1 odds if anybody out there wants to bet Trevor Story for the MVP. Absolutely. 50. Not happening. 50. No oh. shot. No shot. We'll give you our plays for the Honda Classic coming up next. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat, and you are locked into the BetQL Audio Network.